And this is me, so let's have some exciting music. Who is me, you ask? Well, me is Rick Lee James, and this is my podcast, Voices in My Head. We've got a great show for you this week, so stay tuned. Welcome back, Voices in My Head listeners. Today's episode is number 127. It's been a couple weeks since I've been with you, but it's been busy. I haven't had any guests, and uh, I just frankly didn't have any topic. But today is a little different. It's not going to be an extremely long podcast today, but I did want to take some time to celebrate today. There's a couple things that we're going to celebrate in this episode. Uh, Number 127. Why not celebrate that? Just because we're up in the hundreds now. Uh, But first of all, I've been hinting at this over the last few episodes. I can finally tell you for sure. Uh, This December, we are going to be recording my next album in Franklin, Tennessee just outside Nashville, a really great studio called The Pool Room. Um, Lifeway Worship um, has approached me about uh, making my next record with them, and I am so excited about it. What we're going to be doing is Lifeway is going to hold the publishing on all of my songs, and we'll be publishing it through various um different media that they put out things like choir books they'll be pushing them to other artists that will maybe record these songs Um, there'll be just a whole lot of options that Lifeway can use these for and uh, in the meantime it'll allow me to have tracks for my album which uh, I can put out as my own CD and uh, sort of get to be the one doing the songs myself. It's just been an amazing opportunity. So with Lifeway's help, we're making a record in December, and I couldn't be happier about that. I'm so grateful to my producer Craig Adams and all the great musicians that he has uh, has got on board for this project. I've just seen God's hand move uh, again and again, and it just seems like every time something happens, I'm just amazed more at the goodness of God. And uh, to be able to do a big budget album like this, something that I've dreamed about for years, uh, something that's quality and really ready for professional radio play anywhere so uh so anyway just praising god about that still working on a title for the album it's going to be mostly hymns of various kind both modern hymns that i've written or ancient hymns that i've rewritten or prayers from the book of common prayer that are going to be sung very hymn like that i've written arrangements to so uh, if you have uh, i don't want to just call it the rickley james hymn project i want to call it something better but if you have a, a good title let me know I'd, I'd love to hear your ideas you can can, uh, can either uh, send me a message on Twitter, that's probably the best way, at Rick Lee James, or you can get a hold of me uh, through my website, rickleejames.com. Another thing I want to celebrate, at the time of recording this today, it's November 15th. Today is the one-year anniversary of when my book, Out of the Depths, A Songwriter's Journey Through the Psalms, was first um, fully funded uh, by uh, by crowdfunding online through Kickstarter. And I'm just kind of celebrating today. It's been 365 days uh, since that book uh, got funded. We didn't release it then, but it's been 365 days since it was fully funded. Um, in that time, uh, not only was I able to sell enough copies, uh, well, not only was I able because the, you guys gave so much over and above towards the book, I was able to print it in hardcover, but I was also able uh, to sell enough copies that we were able to do a second printing in paperback and we're, we're 
selling those currently. Um, we were able to have distribution uh, online digitally through pretty much, as far as I know, every online retailer um, from Amazon to Barnes & Noble. I mean, um, that's just an amazing thing for me to think about that, that, that God has opened such a door like that for this book. Uh, I was also approached about um, teaching a class, which I did this summer on a university level at Trevecca Nazarene University. Um, it was just an amazing time, and God's just been opening so many doors. It looks like I may have an opportunity to, to share about the Psalms again. Again in Kansas City coming up in February and at a, at a conference for the Nazarene Church. So I, I'm just uh, really enjoying the goodness of God, and, and I'm I'm so excited to be able to serve in these new ways, in ways that I really couldn't have dreamed even just a few years ago. So uh, out of the depths, uh, a songwriter's journey through the Psalms seems to be speaking of where God has brought me from. So today's episode in celebration of that, I wanted to let everybody know. For a limited time, since it's been 365 days since we first funded the book, uh, if you're a person that reads digital books online, we have lowered the cost of Out of the Depths uh, on Amazon.com. If you read uh, using an Amazon Kindle or if you use uh, a mobile device, and you can just download Kindle's free app on pretty much any digital device and uh, you'll be able to read that book. We have reduced the price since it's been 365 days. We have reduced the price to $3.65. So um, for a very limited time, you can go in there and get that special deal on this book. I thought what I would do today is read to you uh, one of my favorite portions of the book. And I don't know if, as the author, I I guess I'm allowed to have some favorite portions. Um, So we're going to try it that way. So give me just a moment. Let me find the page I want to read from, and, uh, and we'll go from there. All right. This is from my chapter on Psalm 73 that I wrote about. Um, It's a a chapter where a person is actually going through great oppression. They're nearly ready to give up their faith. They're recounting how they had nearly fallen away. Their feet had almost stumbled. um, That the wicked all around them seemed to have no pain. They seemed to not be stumbling. It seems like they have all the money that they uh, need. uh, And while all the time uh, this person who's writing the psalm is seeing not only himself but the people he loves who have been faithful to God who are being mistreated and persecuted and treated unjustly. And uh, Psalm 73 is sort of a cry out to God from someone who didn't lose his faith but nearly did. And uh, they were humbled in the house of the Lord. And these are just some of uh, where my reflecting on that psalm took me in the book. So This comes from my chapter on Psalm 73. I become convicted when I read the Bible because I stop thinking everyone else is the problem. Then I become accountable for my part in creating it. One day I realized that while I wanted to identify with Jesus on the cross, the way I live is much more in line with the religious people who put Jesus there. It's a terrible thing when you realize that you are not the hero of the story, but that in fact you may be the villain. As I read and reread this psalm, I was trying to think if I have ever experienced any sort of persecution in any way. Well, I can't think of any such time. I have never been persecuted for my faith, but sadly, I can think of times when I have been the persecutor of those I consider faithless. Beyond that, as much as I love the church, the only times I can recall anything close to persecution in my life It has come from people in the church. 
I'd like to say that this is an isolated incident, that people in the church rarely do harm to others, but I can't. I can trace this all the way back to Jesus when he was persecuted by religious people called the Pharisees. No, the Pharisees weren't Christians, but neither was anyone else. The Pharisees were part of God's church. We give the Pharisees a bad rap, but let's be fair, they were a movement of holiness people who were being reactive to the loss of values in their society. The problem is that instead of responding to the God of grace and becoming gracious people, the Pharisees became reactive people who found grace a foreign concept. Their idea of holiness became a way of making sure outsiders stayed outside. The great sin of the Pharisees is that rules ended up replacing relationship. The famous Indian leader Gandhi came across some reactive holiness people as a young man. Even though he was a Hindu, Gandhi had a very close connection with Christianity and admired Jesus very much. Gandhi often quoted from his favorite teachings of Jesus, including the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5-7. through In a meeting with Gandhi, the missionary E. Stanley Jones asked him, Mr. Gandhi, though you quote the words of Christ often, why is it that you appear to so adamantly reject becoming his follower? Gandhi's famous reply, oh, I don't reject Christ. I love Christ. It's just that so many of you Christians are so unlike Christ. If Christians would really live according to the teachings of Christ as found in the Bible, all of India would be Christian today, he added. What led Gandhi to the place of loving Jesus but rejecting Christianity? As the story goes, his association with Christianity began while he was a young man practicing law in South Africa. Gandhi intently studied the Bible and the teachings of Jesus. During this period of his life, he was giving serious consideration to becoming a Christian. In his thirst to know more about the faith, he discovered a small church that gathered near where he lived and decided to check it out. Immediately upon his arrival at the local congregation, he was greeted not by the welcome of Christ, but by the closed arms of racism. An Englishman stopped Gandhi and asked him with a hostile tone, Where do you think you're going, Kafir? Gandhi replied, I'd like to attend worship here. The Englishman growled at him, There's no room for Kafirs in this church. Get out of here, I'll have my assistants throw you down the steps. This unfortunate event caused Gandhi to never again consider becoming a Christian. He adopted the good things that he found in Christianity and counted Jesus his brother, but never wanted to be known as a Christian because of a bad connotation that he connected with those who bore the name. Gandhi gave a speech in 1925 to a group of women missionaries. In this speech he said, Although I am not a Christian, as a humble student of the Bible who approaches it with faith and reverence, I wish respectfully to place before you the essence of the Sermon on the Mount. There are thousands of men and women today who, though they may not have heard about the Bible or Jesus, have more faith and are more God-fearing than Christians who know the Bible and who talk of its Ten Commandments. Gandhi was quick to remind the Christians of the world that if Jesus were to walk the earth again in the present, that he would disown many of the things that have been done in his name. Today as followers of Christ in the Western world where everyone seems to call themselves Christians, it would be wise for us to do the same.
God forbid that we in some way become the wicked people that the Psalm 73 is speaking of. I know we want to identify with those in persecution, but often, even without knowing it, we have been the oppressors rather than the liberators. Believers need to think long and hard, not only about how we are perceived in the world, but also about the mark we are actually making. In his book, The Fragile Absolute, political and cultural theorist Slavoj, uh, sorry, Slavoj Zizek gives a cultural analysis of caffeine-free diet Coca-Cola that believers would do well to ponder. He notes that Coca-Cola was originally created as a headache medicine to bring headache relief among other ailments. As time went by, it was sweetened with sugar in order to make its taste more pleasant. During the Prohibition era, Coca-Cola gained popularity and started to be seen not only as a medicine, but a refreshing drink for the times of temperance. As time passed and the drink continued to gain popularity, the sugar was replaced with sweetener and the caffeine was removed. What was once a tonic for various ailments is now simply known as caffeine-free diet coke. Not only is it not medicinal anymore, it doesn't even fulfill the necessities of a drink by definition. It doesn't quench the thirst and it doesn't provide nutrition. It tastes good so people drink it. They think that in some way it's good for them because it's labeled as a diet drink, but it's really not. Thus is the danger that we face as believers when we leave Jesus out of our church. If we aren't careful, we will become cultural Christians who support war, partisan politics, capitalism, and many other things Jesus clearly opposed. The church, which is supposed to be Christ's presence in the world, can become just another mob of people who meet together for a sermon, some songs, and a potluck, but are as empty as caffeine-free Diet Coke. Maybe we won't do as much harm in the world as Adolf Hitler did with his Christian nation, but we might not do anything good either. Well, I hope you've enjoyed a segment from my book, and uh, I hope you will uh, be able to take advantage of buying this book for $3.65 right now in celebration of 365 days since we first funded it. Thank you so much for listening to Voices in My Head. Uh, you can go to rickleyjames.com and find out more about my ministry and things that I have going on. I've written several blog posts there recently, um, several that are getting passed around quite a lot, and I'm very grateful for. Um, also, you can uh, find out information about the album if you go to rickleyjames.com slash hymns uh, you can go to Amazon you can go just about anywhere that books are being sold and get my book out of the depths right now but only on Amazon can you get it for the cheap low price of $3.65 in celebration uh, of this 365 days since we first got funded. Thank you for your support. Thank you for listening to Voices in My Head. Thank you for following my ministry God bless you and I hope you guys have an incredible week uh, we'll be back here soon, and uh, who knows where we're going to go from here. But uh, but this podcast, I've been enjoying doing it, and I'm uh, going to try to get back on a weekly basis for all of you listeners. Thanks for being so faithful to check in with me. God bless. You've been listening to Voices in My Head, the official podcast of Rick Lee James. If you'd like to know more about me, my ministry, my music, my life, go to my website at rickleejames.com. And I'd love this to be a community experience, so if you call 937-505-0162, you can leave feedback, 
You can give me suggestions for future shows. You can even record comments that I can play on the next podcast. So let's make this something really great together. 937-505-0162. Thank you so much for listening to Voices in My Head, the official Rick Lee James podcast. God bless.